Hello and welcome back to the Deborn Radio Gamescast. As always, I am your host Ryan, and I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts. They're all here. They're all back. We've we've figured out the technology of the cameras. Wyatt. Uh, hi. <laughs> Good reaction time there, Brett. I'm never first. Oh, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I'm striking a pose for some reason. Great. I, we were all dancing during the <laughs> intro playing, except <laughs> you couldn't see the, the dancing. So we're here now. I hope we're all ready. <laughs> no, but okay. What a high level of excitement we've got going into today's <laughs> show. <laughs> so today we, we're talking about Tokyo Game Show. We're talking about what we've been doing recently because we haven't been we haven't been talking about games that we've played a lot recently. Which is, uh, you know, what this podcast was ostensibly started to do. So we're going to do that. And then we also got some, some Tokyo Game Show news. We, we've learned a bit more tidbits of information about Elden Ring and Final Fantasy sixteen. It's always refreshing to hear. Can I get a hooray, Wyatt? Uh, yeah! Great, great. <laughs> There's Good. the excitement that I need for today's show. Oh, he's freeze-framed. He has freeze-framed. We have to roll is... the credits. He well, did say he wouldn't have a lot to say, so, uh, you know, I'll just be stuck there for a while, I guess. There we go. I, I hope you know I did actually start rolling the credits when you said we have to roll the credits. <laughs> That's awesome. I do have the ability to do that. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So, we've got some, some regular games news from this week, and then we'll get into Tokyo Game Show. So, to start out, we, we have had a God of War Ragnarok debacle going on and i say debacle but there's been no controversy here at all um so christopher judge who i believe does the uh the voice acting and mocap for um kratos, kratos. <laughs> i was like who's the god of war it's kratos uh had, that minor character yeah had to have hip replacement surgery and knee surgery and that is ostensibly the reason that he believes ragnarok is delayed is because of his uh, recovery time and not being able to record his lines and whatnot when they needed when they were originally planning to not not when they needed him to because this look God of War is a franchise big enough where like a couple months of delay isn't gonna hurt them <laughs> right he played the yeah. game on give me God of War mode and that's how he 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 ruined his hip yeah so I really don't think this is a negative and I also want to give it out I've seen nothing but like love for this guy and for Christopher Judge after this like this is absolutely things happen and. You can't blame yourself for a game getting delayed because in reality, AAA it probably would have gotten delayed anyway, right? Yeah. So I'm betting this just gives actually them during more... the past year. <laughs> yeah, during the pandemic time, just gives them a little more time to polish the game, and hopefully that means we'll we'll get something a little bit less buggy than many modern AAA things. Cough, cough, <laughs> cyberpunk. So <laughs> although, although for the most part, I I've come to expect that, like, when it's a PlayStation game, with a, with a very few exceptions, they always come out like super polished and bug free. Yeah. Unless you're me, unless you're me. Yeah. But that's yeah, a different disclaimer. story. <laughs> if your name is Wyatt, you're you're out of just, luck. <laughs> just 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 don't even bother. <laughs> just don't even try. Very true. Don't play games. Familiar. Immerse yourself in the finance world. I stopped playing games five years ago. I can I barely understand what you guys are talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My God, he's becoming uh, a lawyer. All right. So New World has had a, a troubled launch, <laughs> as I'm sure all of us Expected. are aware at this point, with the uh, incredibly long queue times happening and the servers just not being prepared. 
this happens with every MMO all the time. So it's a lot of people are blaming New World specifically for this. I don't know. I'm just like, this has happened with every single MMO, and New World got like a huge blast of popularity right before it came out. But don't I don't think the game, they were hate the players. thinking they were going to get. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the situation of, I talked about this about Wyatt earlier, but there is just a global shortage of a computer parts, and that's affecting server production as well, to where if they don't have the servers ready on the back end, they're not going to be able to get them ready in a short time span. you got to go through a whole process to get that stuff done. So thing to remember with servers especially while the pandemic is still going on and you can't really have people easily traveling to make sure the servers are doing good all right i have been hearing a lot of positive things about the game in general though which is yeah i've been hearing mixed the the positive things i've been hearing are from people that enjoy the like grind fest style of game mm -hmm. which is generally the kind of mmo player that i think i personally tend to not agree with on a lot of things so I, th I think it's very much going to be a polarizing game not in that the game is bad but in that it's very much for a specific subset of people but hey um, hey yeah considering because this is the exact same this isn't like not even under under the amazon games banner this is the same development studio yep. that made uh crucible. crucible everyone's favorite Whatever the heck, Crucible. Shooter with a lifespan of like, <laughs> I think two weeks or something before it all got minutes. shut down. It was. A it's Mayfly. the only game that I've ever heard of that was so bad that it was put back into early access after its mm -hmm. official launch, which and then is canceled. Just amazing. <laughs> because they were planning on releasing it again. It canceled. Yeah. Well, they wanted. They stripped away a lot of the other modes and just like kept one mode and wanted to like work on that one because they had this weird like. Moa thing, and then they had like because Crucible was super mode. confused, where it had like four different yeah. game modes, but none of them worked even remotely similar. I imagine playing four completely different kinds of games with the same set of like heroes. Like it was, it was a mess, absolute yeah. mess. So what I wanted to say was massive improvement. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, say the say the main kind of complaint about New World that I've been hearing is that. So this new world was very PvP focused from the beginning, but with that beta they originally did, I think it was the first like public beta they did, they had to very quickly shift gears to be more PvE focused because people were complaining constantly that like the thing people don't realize with PvP MMOs is there's a very vocal group that clamors for them, but that vocal group is not very large. And you can't sustain a game on the money coming from that group. Unless it's a very small game with very small development costs, which is why there's a lot of like indie PvP uh, MMO style games that are doing pretty well. When it comes to AAA, you really gotta like expand your audience to to be bigger. And New World realized that they went back and basically all the PvP PVE stuff we're getting is stuff that has been added very quickly in that window. So the major complaint so far that I've seen is that it just feels like the content is just gonna stop at some point. Like there's just not enough there to support a game that's meant to be played over and over for months on end right because it's an mmo it's not meant to be a one and done game you're supposed to stick with it and it doesn't seem like it has that sticking power then again you also don't need to pay for it monthly so is that really a problem i don't know i, I think for the 40 dollars asking price if you're getting 40 dollars to whatever you think that is worth it for your entertainment time then hey worth it so i will also say that the title New World is a two-word title with one-word title energy. Yeah. 
completely just nebulous. It's also like, weird because it, it is anything. I, I like that the game has this colonial aesthetic, but New mm-hmm. World <laughs> just brings to, to whenever I think of New World, I now think of Indian Native American in the Indian controversy and everything. And like all the all the stuff that wasn't so good <laughs> about the quote unquote <laughs> whenever, whenever, new world. Whenever right. I think of New World, I think of a worse Greedfall. Yeah, like I think Greedfall honestly, just treated it with a little bit more nuance. Honestly, I think of Age of Empires three because a lot of that was yeah. like exploring what would become the United States as well. So yeah, I know that's, that's I'll eventually end up playing New World. I just don't know when it's going to be because I I'm a massive MMO person. Even though I don't do play isn't... one for very long, but you have an even bigger backlog right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. That's why I haven't picked it up. Right? Is I don't right. plan to play it right now. And Endwalker is about to come out for fourteen, so I'm like, you know what? Oh. I don't really. Nothing's gonna pull me away from fourteen. So yeah, I was about to say, oh, you play Final Fantasy fourteen joke, but I think I've done that like five times, so I'm just gonna. That game's just really good, though. See, that's the thing. <laughs> no, that's fine. I that's can wholeheartedly fine. recommend Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I, I just don't as, think I'll be able to hold everyone's okay with, world. Just as long as everyone's okay with becoming a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast, then, you know. Hey, there are multiple Final Fantasy fourteen podcasts that have far better viewership numbers than we do. <laughs> That's not hard. Dude. <laughs> That's such a low bar to clear. Oof. Double <laughs> oof. To an empty, we might as well be speaking to an empty room right now. <laughs> oh, no. We, we got our, our few Let's handful of faithful. We do. Right. We do. We do. So... Don't insult our viewers, Wyatt. Moving on no, from New never. World, because I know we're going to end up talking me. about New I'm World again. <laughs> we have some news that I completely thought had already happened. Blue Point Games is the PlayStation Studios. Because it now. did, and then yeah. they realized, oh no, we did this too early, and then they deleted the tweet, and then they announced <laughs> it again. <laughs> I, I, I was getting, Aww. I was just like, they made Demon Souls remake. Of course they're PlayStation Studios. Yeah, But I guess they hadn't officially it, been. So they're officially PlayStation Studios now. That'd be cool to see what they do Yay. next. So, you know, I don't really know if anything changes, though, because they always did PlayStation exclusive stuff anyway. Well, because now... Like they bought, now... It's like they bought Housemark. It's like, oh, uh, I thought you were already part of Housemark or part of PlayStation, mm-hmm. but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now the situation is different for Bluepoint, though, because now is the time that they said that they're focusing on making original stuff and not yes. just remakes over and over again. Yeah. The man, I still would love to see that rumored Blue Point Metal Gear something. Oh, uh, Ryan, and haven't you speaking... heard the new rumor? Oh yeah, go ahead, Brett. The the new rumor <laughs> is now not that not that the game that needs a remake remaster is getting a remake remaster, but that instead the the uh Konami has has assigned the uh the company that brought dark souls remastered to the switch to do a remake remaster of metal gear solid 3 <laughs> look Aww. metal gear solid 3 is definitely my favorite so i'm not going to complain if metal gear solid it 3 doesn't lands on need the switch, one. <laughs> but it does need to be on the switch <laughs> it's yeah just like port it but it does not <laughs> that game does not need a remake like ever probably <laughs> how are you I, I going think... to accomplish the psycho mantis thingy with a that's not in Metal Gear. That's a different game. Yeah, but I I feel like all of the games need to come to more platforms because trying. Well, to yeah, the big one is four. Is a nightmare. Yeah, Most four, of them are available on the PlayStation so, yeah. stuff, but like four is impossible to get on anything but the PS3. Even yeah. you can't even emulate it unless you have like a super beast computer that can mm. brute force most of the game because it, yeah. it just used so many weird things about the PS4 
three that it, it's not the really ps3 enjoyable. can't even run it well i know <laughs> well no i i think it needs because like it needs the the mass effect trilogy treatment yeah like, just get, get everything together in one, one game platform and just yeah. and just put it out on modern platforms and pc and and Especially, I want you them know, to include the original two games, too, Metal Gear 1 and 2. Yeah. Because those games are actually they, very fun. <laughs> I'd, like they, they have, I'd like them to have the, um, the, the, the pixel art ones. Yeah, that's what Ryan yeah, just... That's Metal Gear 1 and 2. That's, that's what I'm talking about, oh. yeah. yeah. That's, they, they have the... Uh, oh, I, I have the, the PS3 like compilation that's just on like two discs in one box that just yeah. has every single Metal Gear before 5 on like one thing because they had Metal Gear 1 and 2 uh included in the uh the Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 uh HD ports that they have on almost everything not yeah. PC or Switch but yeah no 4 or 1 sad it's a shame uh, but I will add that the part of the reason they think they're going for the remake of 3 is that 3 has updated assets from the pachinko machines. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> they redid a lot of the cutscenes for three to put in the Metal Gear Pachinko machine. <laughs> so they <Okay>. exist. <laughs> I, I can't imagine watching the things that that made me like tear up in a friggin' pachinko game. <laughs> I mean, that'd be so All the context hard just to obliterated. Watch. And while oh. we're talking about Konami, um remastering uh mgs3 apparently they're also they also want to revive castlevania and silent hill yeah so, so yeah. what they have specifically stated is that they want to allow more developers access to their ips specifically Finally. indie developers which i would love yeah. like yeah. give me some crazy indie silent hill game some crazy indie yeah. metal gear game like just Silent let Hill these franchises go. become like Star Wars extended universe type insane. I would love that. It'd be you know it'd be so be cool. Great. You know what would be great is if like in this in this amazing roundabout way, if they gave cast if they gave uh the Castlevania franchise to the guys that made the uh Bloodstained games. That would just be perfect. Well, because they, they're the, the guys that made the Castlevania. <laughs> That's what it's I'm saying. Like, 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 how great, like, how great would that be? That's that's the thing is that I don't. I would be very shaky on them doing that because they're not going to give Metal Gear back to Kojima because yep. Kojima hates them. They're not going to give uh, uh, Castlevania back to Castlevania Man because he doesn't like them either. They're not going to give uh, what a Suikoden back to the Suikoden guy because he's already doing. I mean, his he's own doing his own project that looks better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, so many of the devs have just moved on. That the the thing that I didn't know about that I'm I'm hearing the that they want to give it to indies for the first time, which is good because this entire time I've been really shaking at it because I would love for more of those games to not be touched by Konami ever again and just be made <laughs> yeah. by other people because we've seen what they've done with Silent Hill games that weren't made by Team Silent and with Metal Gear games that were made by soulless, enslaved, poor people that did not have But Brett, a imagine a Metal Gear game made by someone who grew up playing those games and is now just exactly. a crazy indie developer. I, I want exactly. that so bad. Yeah. And then throwing zombies in there. No. <laughs> Get him please out. Don't. Get please don't. keep Metal Gear Get Survive out. away. Put him in either Damn. of the other two where they would fit better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ugh. So 
that's our our main actual news articles. We could talk about Genshin Impact getting review bombed, but like I don't think any of us care. So no, Wait, no, no. Hang on. Yeah, well, uh, weren't Genshin Impact players re- review bombing other games for something? That like, also too? happened, but that's a lot. That's a long time ago. Genshin Impact is getting review bombed because their anniversary event apparently doesn't have good enough rewards, which you know I get. I, it's a free to play game, and they, they if they're given bad rewards, why do you want to keep playing the game? My advice, just stop playing the game for a little while. Then they'll get the message. All right? Great. Moving on. (laughs) Nintendo's denied the existence of the 4K Switch again. After rampant rumors that it was coming. They have now publicly denied it for like the fourth time. So So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) So the main thing with this is this is the most directly they have shut it down. Like before they've kind of just been like, oh, it's not happening right now. They don't want it. I don't think they want it affecting Switch OLED sales. I think it's the well, there there's a there's that, but it's also you can't lie to your investors, right? That's not mm-hmm. a thing you can do. So they have directly shut down Nintendo of Japan di- directly shut down the idea that the 4K was happening. I, I, the only like leeway in there is a, is the soon bit where it's not happening soon, but. It, I would not keep your hopes up for it right now. I, I think we all know it's going to happen eventually, right? I, we're either going to get a Switch 2 or a Switch Pro. The question is just kind of when and what shape it's going to take. And, the, and 4K just seems like such a weird thing for the Switch to try to do. It's not what it's shooting for, I don't think. It, it's just not It's not in the cards. Which it's, not, it's not one of the gimmicks that... <laughs> I don't think... Like, unless they dramatically increase the size of the Switch screen, you're not going to get a lot out of having a 4K screen. Yeah. Small well, I mean, it's, they're not saying the 4K is going to be the tiny, the, the handheld screen. They're, they're saying the 4K, it's going to do 4K out, output. Output. Which, okay. like, makes more sense than the, the handheld screen being 4K. But still, it's just the kind of thing of, like, I would much rather the Switch go for higher frame rates and more consistent yeah. handling of games. Yes. So we can actually get some like Agreed. other multi-platform games on the Switch instead of just being restricted to uh, PS5 and Xbox I, Series X. Yeah, I I think that like, perf- like consistent like performance like minimum sixty frames per second for things, but also like what one thing that I miss uh, going from PS5 to anything else is like SSD. Yeah, it makes yeah. such a big difference. And I feel like if they really well, want so the to, Switch like, is have... using flash storage, which is what SSDs are. Mm-hmm. So the Switch does technically have the same type of storage. I just think it's not as high of a write speed as you would actually get from an SSD. So mm-hmm. hopefully it would be nice. That's an easy change to make. Sure. So I'd assume it's coming. I think the big thing is the Switch needs more internal storage because the like 30 gigs, 16 gigs they give you uh, is ex- not enough. Excuse me, Ooh. soon to be 64. <laughs> <laughs> as of October eighth, mm-hmm. okay, let's. Uh, Look, know. I just shoved a like five hundred gigabyte SD card in my Switch and called it a day. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I just have that in there and I'm doing fine. Uh, <laughs> all right, now let's go on to our actual major first discussion topic, which is the T- Tokyo Game Show stuff. And I want to start with something that's tangential to Tokyo Game Show because it's not actually from Tokyo Game Show; it's from Famitsu. But it is kind of in that Tokyo Game Show sphere of it was probably done to hype up good old Elden Ring in the same time frame. So 
there's been an interview with Famitsu and uh, the Elden Ring developers, Kitao. Or the one of the from software developers, Kitao is his name. So this interview was just kind of an outline and giving more details about like concrete details about what the game is about. Mm-hmm. And so this is where we've seen them talk bluntly about the game, which is very nice. Finally. Because we have answers to a lot of things. The only thing I want to preface this with is all these translations are from uh, DeepL or Google right now. We don't have like a hand-translated version of this available. Mm. Mm. So some of these translations sound very weird. <laughs> uh, but I think we can get the gist. Uh, so the main thing is they've said there's it is open world, but the game is going to encourage you to not go to certain areas or it'll tell you when you're out of your depth is kind of the language they're using to where it's going to make it very clear that you shouldn't be in certain areas if you are not good enough to be there or aren't powered up enough. They've also said the game is a little bit easier. It's designed to be more approachable than the other Souls games, but it is still a a Souls-style game where it is still going to have that difficult combat and, and difficult curve that is designed to be challenging was was this the same case with when they were talking about um sekiro was that supposed to be more approachable (laughs) no sekiro is a a different beast they have said this game's going to include sekiro mechanics so it is going to include the stealth basically from sekiro i don't know my grappling hook but it's going to include the stealth uh stealth in a dark souls-esque game I mean, this is a, a type of want. game where it's very useful because that means you don't have to deal with those enemies in actual combat. So yeah, I think that'll yeah. be a, a fun way to play the game is trying to do like stealth runs for at least parts of it. Of course, you're still going to have to fight the like bosses and whatnot. But um, you there, can go... There's going to be some way around a lot of them, I feel like. You, you can jump from a high off place and hit them in the head. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Knowing the Dark Souls devs... I, I doubt they will put shortcuts in for the bosses. I think they'll put shortcuts yeah, in for a lot you need of to get other one things. of those. Yeah. They'll give us one dragon that we kill by like launching a spear in its head or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. As they always do. Otherwise, I doubt it. Uh we're getting horses called yes. I believe it's Ramas, they've said they're called. So you get your 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 horses and they're spirit horses in the main open map. So you can't use these in the dungeons, but you can use these in the open map. And you can fight while you're on them. So they've said that there will be certain bosses and whatnot that you can fight in the field on your horse with like bow and arrows and magic and whatnot. That sounds very cool. Uh, They've also said you have the option of like you can continue to fight while on your horse against like regular enemies or you can get off and engage them in regular combat. So lots of details about how the open world is working. Uh, And they've also said there's not going to be any kind of fetch quests or anything. It's not that sort of game. So it's it's still more of that exploration based thing that we're ex- we, we've come to expect from the the devs. Yeah, but are there radio towers that unlock more parts of the map? I wonder why it. Are there are there radio towers? We're just gonna I don't know, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to fix the the stream has frozen real quick, so I'm just going to pop those back into working position, but we're we're doing good. There we go. All right. So now into actual Tokyo Game Show. Unless anyone else has more things they want to talk about with Elden Ring. And why I want it to come out. That's it. That's a, a good That's it. frame of mind to have. <laughs> Just wanting it to officially be released. Mm-hmm. 
Doesn't oh. even matter if it's finished or bug tested. Just just give it to me. Um, I just no, want it, it to officially be a I thing. Just, yeah. All right. So, Tokyo Game Show. The first thing I want to bring up is Akumi Nakamura because we all love Akumi Nakamura here. Yes. All right. Akumi Nakamura is great. We are all fans. She kind of vanished after we learned that she was no longer involved with um, Ghostwire Tokyo. So we learned she was no longer involved with Tango Gameworks and had left to pursue her own projects. We now know she is working on a new Gungrave game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've never heard of it. Oh. That's you need to brush up Does on your. Does that even surprise uh, you, though? Does that even No, it doesn't, you? but you no. need to brush up on your strange, weird PS2 anime shooter. Well, that's why we're going to turn it into a series, right? Where I just play a bunch of weird stuff and then you guys laugh at me. And, and not like any of it, and the jokes won't change <laughs> for the entire series because nothing will. <laughs> It'll be a great character arc. <laughs> <laughs> and our replies change. Arc. <laughs> all right so we all i'm sure wish the best to akumi nakamura we don't very know very much about her involvement with this game we just know she is involved presumably in some sort of character designer or enemy design role okay moving on we got some more news about <laughs> some random jrpg franchises has anyone else here played an atelier game no didn't so atelier the the wonderful Japanese franchise where you play as alchemists trying to make better things. You you go in and, and make make your potions and whatnot, right? And you sell them for for money to people, and you fulfill their requests. It's it's a lighthearted JRPG. We're getting a sequel to one of the older games, and <laughs> not the new ones. Weird. This is just that is weird. Very strange to me. Okay. So was it be... one that didn't get a third before? Because I know they usually come out in trios. So they usually come out in trios. This one's a weird scenario because the game that's getting it is Adelir Sophie, which came out like, I want to say five years ago or something. It's not particularly new. So I'm very curious as to like <laughs> what is going on that made them go with this. It, it just seems very odd to me. So I'm I'm curious yeah, to see how they what this is actually gonna mean for it because it, it's just the kind of thing where I don't fully understand where they're they're going with this. All right, I would highly recommend though anyone who who gets the chance to try an Atelier game try it because they are wholly unique experiences of low stress RPGs. I've heard they're good, yeah. They're, they're good in bursts. On Steam. Yep. This is quite a few on Steam. They, they go on sale for, for very cheap very often. They're not expensive games. Uh, all right. Hey, Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise is happening. We're yes, getting a weird Final Fantasy happening. game. That what has... Final Fantasy game isn't weird, Ryan? Yeah, but this is exceptionally it, weird because the protagonist this one listens might be to the weirdest. Biz we can call we can call yeah. fifteen just bad, not even weird. Just bad. That, no, yeah, that that's just bad. That's not weird. That's just bad. I don't think anyone has a problem saying that. Yep. Right, right, Ryan. There have been there have been some some extreme tinfoil hat theories. Oh, I've seen game. them. I have seen them, and I'm excited. <laughs> this could be 
bonkers. This might be the weirdest Final Fantasy game. So for anyone who's missed something. what Stranger of Paradise is, it's Final Fantasy Origin. It's a a prequel question mark to Final Fantasy One. This yeah. This isn't the uh, we have to kill chaos. Yeah, no, it this is, is we is have it? to kill chaos. Oh. Oh, that's yeah, we have to kill called. chaos. Final Fantasy, we have it's to kill chaos. It's developed by... <laughs> My mission is to kill chaos. <laughs> it's developed by the Neo devs, so it is not an in-house Square Enix project. It's an action game that is heavily based off of Neo. Uh, and it's wild. It's The demo, the second demo, has just come out for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, I think Wyatt and I have been playing a bit of it. I don't know if anyone else has gotten a chance yes, to play it. Yes, I have been playing it. I, I've been Please watching other Ryan play through the, the whole floor. thing. I have been playing. <laughs> Wyatt has tried it and vented to me about how frustrated he is that he's not good at video games. No. <laughs> that being said, it was pretty cool. It, it, I think it, it's got a super cool progression system. of You have the job system where you unlock your things, and you can unlock like advanced classes based on the cla- yeah. the base classes you unlock. Which is super cool when you get things like the Black Mage and the, the Dragoon was a really fun one where I got the ability to do the jumps and I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, it felt The difficulty felt a little weird in this demo where I think there were certain spikes of... Weird? It felt weird? Oh, did it? I feel like they were trying to give you a, a good look at the gamut of difficulties, but man, that boss is tough it, for certain builds. Uh, it feels yeah. like you don't have room to cast spells if you need to cast spells. It's the kind of thing where like, it feels like there's going to be very much specific builds that are more suited to killing bosses. Ryan, Ryan watched me go up against that boss like maybe 10, 15 times in the span of like 10 minutes. It I still haven't beat that pathetic. boss. I, I haven't tried that many times, but I haven't it was, beaten it yet. So. It was pretty pathetic. I, I went back to go grind to see if I could beat him, and I still couldn't do it, so I kind of noped out because I'm like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, good for now. It is definitely like got some really cool abilities and whatnot. I love the magic system of using the left stick to like select your spell and then charging it up to get a more powerful version. Yeah, that works that really, really good in the like anytime, speed of combat. Anytime a melee combat game gives you the ability to punch people with giant gloves, uh, it's always super satisfying. So that yep. was a lot of fun. And Final Fantasy always has fun monk classes. And so, and yeah. I gotta I gotta say, being able to holster the gloves of which you punch people with. Is amazing. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. I loved it. I loved it. You Would don't you just have it any other on. way. You you holster them like 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 cowboy six shooters on your <laughs> on your belt, and it was great. <laughs> yep, totally unnecessary, but it was awesome. So I'm gonna I am gonna skip over. There is a lot of news from Tokyo Game Show that is just like we've learned that there's one extra boss in Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh, we've learned that uh, Forspoken has some cool magic. Uh, we already know this. So I'm not going to talk I, about was, most of... T- that was showcased the best in the trailer. Script. Tokyo and Game Show is... Look, I, I do want to point out, none of us have actually watched all of Tokyo Game Show because it does happen at no. like 1 a.m. our time and goes until 8 a.m. So it's not possible for us to fully watch what? it. So we're going through the major things that happened, uh, including Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier. <laughs> Oh boy! This is the oh, yeah. uh, the mobile the battle thing everyone now. asked for. Oh, mobile! Which I continually love that this game gets like specific showcase times during mm-hmm. Square Enix's press conferences. They like set a time ahead and are like, "This is the Final Fantasy battle royale time." It's I such think. a they know you want it so bad. They this is going to be the game that makes us bank. They, it's going to happen. <laughs> 
they weren't the the studio or the company with the guy who came on stage and said, "You you have phones, don't you?" No, who that's was Blizzard. That? What? No, that's no, Blizzard. Yeah, that's that was, Blizzard. Yeah, that's Diablo Immortal, which I still don't know oh, what happened yeah. to that game. I think it's out. Maybe. I I actually oh, heard it was good. Atoms. Like, I I heard like previews for like an early version of it were like actually pretty positive for what i remember but well, yeah that, that definitely happened but I think I... The, the thing is people want to be able to play diablo on their console or their it PC. doesn't matter if it's good and it it's on the phone i don't want to play diablo on my phone <laughs> i think exactly. diablo 2 Re- resurrected has shown that of like people are clamoring for a new diablo because that game is doing mm. well so i'd love to see it we've learned that sega is working on a mysterious new rpg also only for phones <laughs> Called Sin Chronicle. Kill me now, please. <laughs> no, God. another. It's you know, it's it's nice to be able to look at my list and put a definite no on some things. Yeah, it's really easy. Yeah, I mean, I, it is unfortunate because a lot of these JRPGs that are showing up on mobile are things I would want to play if they oh, were totally. on a different platform. Like Fantasian is the big one. If Fan, Fantasian, yeah, Fantasian just, and I don't, I don't even care if it's on Apple Arcade. Just like give me a way to use Apple Arcade on on a device that isn't a phone. And isn't like mm-hmm. an Apple TV, and then I would oh. use it. But I, can't. it's like I have a computer here. I can't use it. I, there's no way for me to play that game, even though I, yeah, I but, would. But give your Apple computer Android. doesn't have the Apple logo on it. That's the problem. That's your fault. Yeah, well, my Brian. computer has a graphics card. So. <laughs> 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 you it doesn't have, a, it doesn't have a, a, a half-eaten Apple on it. That's your. That's my your computer Apple, can run Brian. Unity. But Monster Runner Rise is coming to Steam in January 2022, and we've learned uh, at least tentatively that it will be launching with update parity with the Switch version, and it's going to get Sunbreak at the same time. As of right now, that could change, but as of right now, that is what's expected, and it looked really good. They showed this. It is ultra-wide support, better mouse and keyboard controls than World did, hopefully, um, and a whole bunch of fun stuff of of higher frame rates and whatnot. Like, I can't wait to play this game again. On PC, I can't wait to play it. Period, because it looks so much fun. Rise is really good, and I, this feels like it's. It doesn't look visually spectacular most of the time, but man, does it! It plays like butter. It's so smooth, and that's on the Switch, like locked thirty frames. So I can't wait to see this running at like hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be great when it comes out. Uh, and we all, we've also learned Monster Hunter Stories too, getting more DLC that's free, including new monsties. <laughs> Do y'all nice. know that the uh, the monsters in Monster Hunter Stories 2 are called Monsties? I would yeah. rather have it no other way, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say I would rather what have not known that. What else are you going to call them? <laughs> what else are you going to call them? Well, you're a rider instead of a hunter in stories, so go off. Yep, and we did learn, so Game Pass got a bunch of Shadow Drop editions. Uh, yes. Scarlet Nexus, I the Somnium Files, and Mighty Goose. And I just got to throw out, look, I, I'm going to recommend both Scarlet Nexus and I, the Somnium Files. I haven't played the Mighty Goose. But if you have Game Pass, you owe it to yourself to try I, the Somnium Files, at least for a little while. Because it, it's such a it good like, narrative adventure. Feels great. It's such a great game. Casually scrolls over to my, to my Xbox <laughs> app thing. The program, what I will give you, people. I, I do have one the one problem. tip for anyone. I'm looking for the Xbox program who, who on this plays either Somnium Files. Either Somnium Files. Don't look anything up because it, it is a, spo- a game that's very easy to spoil. But you'll have a choice very early in that game between two bird cages. Pick the left oh. one first. 
You'll get to see what happens with the right one later, but the left one first preserves some of the mystery for later, which makes okay. the stakes a little bit better for a while. It's not a huge Lefties difference, but it win. is it is the kind of thing where I think you'll have more fun if you if you do the left one first. And then make whatever choices you want. But that's the only one that, that I listened to that advice and I had a great time. So that, that would be my advice to anyone playing that. Alright. That's oh, base. Cannot, I'm sorry. We, yeah? we can't overlook the most important Game Pass edition. Marvel's Avengers. <sighs> and overlooking Thanks, Marvel's Avengers up next. <laughs> <laughs> up next. We're basically done. This is <laughs> Tokyo Game Show oh. does not have a lot that is particularly relevant to most people. Um, I think that there were some other things, like we got some release date announcements for things. Uh, we know that Stranger of Paradise is coming March 18th. That's basically the main bits of news. Now, we don't have information from the third day yet of Tokyo Game Show, because I don't think we have translations for that, which was today, no. the day we're recording this. So we might be missing some tidbits of information from indies from today. I think everything from Square has been translated and whatnot, but we're not getting a lot of actual information outside of that. All right. We do know Swery's making another game, though. Y'all don't know who Swery is? Oh, yes. I know, I know of him. <laughs> I knew Brett would know this, but Swery is one of those... He's like Suda51. One of those like Japanese mm -hmm. game developers where you say their name and certain people just have like a visceral reaction. <laughs> I, I, I know what it means when those. you say Suda51. I understand that. I don't know either of Suda51 is the No More Heroes guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and the he's Lollipop also... Chainsaw guy. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there... I have no idea. I haven't played either. Is there controversy with him? No, it's just they're wild no. games. They're, oh, yeah, they're, they're cool. It's like Kojima, yeah. where like when you're playing a Suda51 game, you know you're playing a Suda51 game. Yeah. With Sweary, you know you're playing a Sweary game. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, and Swery's made some cool stuff before. I believe he was Deadly Premonition. Uh, it was the first like major so. project, oh. and then he also did more recently worked on a. The, I think it's JJ Macfield and the Isle of the Missing Something. And that that game is really cool. Uh, it's it's where you you like rip your own limbs off to change how you platform through environments. It's a very unique. Oh, yes, game. that's interesting. Yeah, but they're all very. Once you play them, you you know whose game you're playing. All right. With that, we're going to move in to the what we're playing game. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about what we're playing. Because we all play video game. games sometimes. But we're we're calling it bit. the game this time. I consider myself because a gamer. Because that is the game. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it's the, game. It's the, the game. gaming game game. It's the game game the game 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 game. <laughs> gaming with the game and the game in the in the in the gaming. Yep. Game. Good one. Not gang. In addition gaming. to the conversation. Gang game. <laughs> okay. Right, well, to everyone who's still here, <laughs> let's start. So I do think we're gonna start with Alex because Alex has not had a lot of chance to talk during our discussion about Tokyo Game Show. So Alex, what have you been playing recently? He looks distressed. <laughs> <laughs> Wisted. For those of you listening, he just threw up a peace sign. I'm just in case. It's, no, this is the gang that I'm a part of, Wyatt. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, two games immediately popped to mind. Well, like I 
I'm still a slave to Destiny, so that I'm not going to mention that other than that. Mm. Um, Get it out of here. Uh, two things. One of which is a mobile game. Um, Shame. Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes, which is uh, okay. It's yeah. You know, it's the same. Mo- most mostly the same. A little bit more confined into a little into a little area. Uh, uh, fighting mechanics is Fire Emblem Heroes with rock paper scissors in in multiple ways. With you know, you got your red, your yellow, or your red, your green, your blue sword, axe, spear, bow, magic tip. Anyway, so been playing that. Every time I come back to that game, they keep on having these massive summoning events where they keep coming up with new and then old. And then new characters again. They just keep on having these huge events where it's just like these big discount. Oh, summoning orbs. Here you go. And I had a lot to spend. Yeah. I ended up getting a, a good amount of five star heroes in my in like the first three you've, times. You've been looped into it. the gotcha? Yeah. It's, gotcha yeah. got you. That that is the only gotcha game I will play. I have tried Genshin. Impact well, Fire Emblem Heroes, as far as gacha game goes, is a pretty good, yeah, <laughs> way to reduce your your financial strain. So far from being nice. not that bad, is pretty. You know, I my my hand can't can't go past my floor, but yeah, it, but it would if it could. As far as the bar, mm-hmm. so. But uh, uh, no to Genshin, yes to Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, there's that, and then uh, slightly before the podcast was started, giving you a little peek behind the curtain of what we were talking about, I was lamenting to Ryan uh, why I now know why there were so many negative reviews of Super Hot Mind Control Delete, which is the mm. sequel to Super Hot. It's like the roguelike thing that they it's did. Roguelike? Yeah, it's a roguelike, kind of. Kind what? of. There, it's there, weird. There, there are what? elements to there are elements to its roguelikeness in some specific stages. Super hot. Yep. Roguelike gets you in the right headspace for it. There isn't really uh, a better descriptor. Uh. uh oh. Okay. <laughs> I. I don't. Do I issue a spoiler? Word? How do I word my way around this without? For the spoiling? thing that you told me about, just don't tell me the story significance. Just be you can say okay. it. Because I think um, everyone knows about it at this point, if, they, if they're interested in that game. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the game, after you're forced into a few levels or you decide to finish it, um, it, it, uh, it makes you wait for anywhere from two and a half to eight hours without you able to be doing anything on the screen. You can't exit out, otherwise it pauses the timer. You can't make your computer sleep because the timer stops then. If you exit out of the game, you have to restart it from the, the, the beginning of the levels that it forced you to go through from the end, and you don't have the option to back out. And you're stuck in a crappier version of the game before that. Yes, sir. Yes, yes Wyatt? Why? <laughs> what a good question. question. Good question. See, the, 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 the developers... Uh, from from what I've read, um, we're talking about it. It be that that time limit being anywhere, and I'll, I'll finish this first. Uh, talked about the time limit being a 
a, a chance to reflect and enjoy the game that you played. Most pretentious thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, have you ever have you ever played Super Hot? It's it's a little pretentious. It's yeah, but that's that's <laughs> but like it's enjoyable. like self aware pretentiousness. It's not pretentious. It's just shattering red guys. <laughs> it's the catharsis of seeing shards. And I don't even like. And I'm I'm mostly talking about the first the first game. It's like that pretension was kind of there. I didn't hate it, but I kind of like noticed it. You know, like it was kind of weird where a game where you just shoot red crystal dudes has I'm this very cerebral plot. I'm very dismissive of the beginning of and the end of both of those games. They're just like the meat and content content in it. Um, but they and I was reading things where it's like they thought that they were being generous with the two and a half to eight hour time limit where you have to wait. They were initially going to do it as twenty four hours. <laughs> oh, about one minute <laughs> and nothing more than that. Because, well, like a credit God. sequence, like games yeah. have. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They put the credits in there, and then they ran out, and then they were just listing file names. Okay, I, okay, I will say that's almost kind of funny. <laughs> you're so desperate to keep your credits going that you're naming the file names, and you, that, that's Al- kind of funny. Al- I don't know. Almost, almost. If you're not 45 minutes in, and it's you know it you're 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 talking to someone while you're waiting this for this to be over, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, it, it was just like this nice quiet you know that that usual static that you have in the background, and then this like screamo rock starts playing in the background and it's just ear bleeding horribleness, oh. out of nowhere, and you can't get into the settings to change the volume. It's- this sucks. This is so it was awful. You know, awful. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me. I don't me of, have like, the will to finish it and hopefully no, be able yeah, to play the rest screw of the it. game again. This reminds me of like someone trying to replicate Kojima weirdness, but just doing it in the absolute worst way imaginable. <laughs> yeah, they just like totally misunderstood it. They're like Kojima does uh, uh, weird uh, things in his game that kind of don't make sense sometimes. So like, if I do that. People will call me a genius. <laughs> like, cool. But if if you're on enough things, they can make sense. This couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else, Alex? You want to add to your your time spent with these lovely games? Um. I I I don't know. I think Fire Emblem Heroes has access to my ca- to my microphone and camera and things like that. Because I was, I was talking to to a friend. So about, like, I, I I was. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Go no, on. I don't. I don't know. Let me. I'll. You, you guys will know what's happened if I show up dead in the next week. For a second. <laughs> um. You got to so, You got to finish the story, my guy. <laughs> so I, I was. I was talking to a friend. And I was like, yeah, I've been trying to go after this character for a really long time. And it was the five-star Hector. And he's just this, this, this big armored guy with an axe that I like. And he had some special abil- abilities in this one specific form that he had. That was a, um, like the, 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 the VIP of this summoning event. Um, and, and as I'm texting him, I go, you know, I think I'm going to give this one more try. And then the, the very next orb that I do is mm. like, 
Well, hi. That's how they get you, Alex. The magic that's pole. That's how they got you? Yeah. Um, ah. I got him. I, I got him. Haven't turned it on since that, though. <laughs> okay. All right, who wants to yeah. go next to bring up what Wyatt, they've been playing? Wyatt, you really got go, me there. I'll, I'll, I'll go next. Go, go okay. next, Wyatt. Just do it. To, to move us on from, from that horrible joke. Um, Getting gotcha Exactly. We'll move on. Don't worry, I got you. Um, I, I've been playing three things, primarily. Um, uh, first of all, I, I've been playing uh, Phoenix Immortals, or Immortals Phoenix Rising. I've been replaying that recently. Um, it's one of those games, like Spider-Man PS4, where it just feels, it's so easy to just play. Where I feel like I can just I can just play it in whatever mood I'm in because it's just such a nice like easy game to pick up and start playing. Like it's a very likable game, I guess is the way to put it. Um, it cuts out a lot of the Ubisoft fat. You know, it doesn't have a lot of running around and um, collecting menial stuff that might upgrade one thing three hours later or something. Everything you pick up has a direct kind of um, you always know like what you're building yeah. towards yeah you're either you're either looting chests that gives you a new armor piece um things to upgrade your weapons with uh or you're you're collecting like uh pomegranates and mushrooms which increases your health and your speed and stuff like that so it's super like streamlined simple right to the point which is really nice mushrooms uh exactly there you go that, that's uh, an interesting two food choices well, it is Greek theme, so pomegranate kind of makes sense. Um, and then mushroom because Zelda did it. That, Dude, that's pomegranates it. and figs. Figs is something else. Figs is for um, because huh. you have what is it? You have like a attack bonus potion and like a defense bonus potion, and that's like figs and something else. I forget. Um, I feel like yeah. figs could give me an attack bonus. Yeah, yeah, it's a very attack bonus kind of food. <laughs> um I like clashing no, into a violent rage after I've had some dehydrated <laughs> <laughs> But no, I and then on top of that, uh I think it has like the best open world design that Ubisoft has done in a long time. It's really condensed. Um every major area feels looks and feels very distinct, um which is great. Uh, they have a lot of opposite cool opposite of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's the opposite of literally every single one of their other games um where they're just giant and bloated and endless um like like there's there's really cool parts where you have to uh kind of fly around like a a, a giant hydra statue Ooh. or there's a uh, there's one section that's kind of like hephaestus's section that's basically all just one giant forge that you have to reactivate and that's the entire section of the open world which is pretty cool nice. uh, so yeah really cool world design uh humor you either like it or you don't. <laughs> um, or you like it for either... a while and then stop liking it after like twenty hours. <laughs> yeah, it, it. You know what? I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it this. Uh, tonally, Ubisoft games are so flat that like, I even if it doesn't land all the time, I kind of appreciate how they just went for something and they just yeah. they went one hundred percent in one direction, and I I appreciate that quite a bit. Um, even if it doesn't always work out that well. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a super easy game to play. They, they have that perfect thing of like, here's all of our puzzles and combat and stuff. Once we've stopped coming up with good ideas of how to use them, 
that's when we end it there. We don't keep it going for another, you know, 10, 20 hours. They know when to stop, which is good. They have a lot of restraint. Um, Very un-Ubisoft-like. No, it's... What bothers me about it, it's probably the best Ubisoft open-world game in such a long time, and it's the one that people talk about the least. <laughs> it it makes me really, it really goes. sad. I know. It that's makes me it really sad. Um, but no, I've been replaying that. That's been a lot of fun. Um... I've been because it's October and because the Dead Space uh, remake, remaster, whatever is coming out. Uh, I've been I've been replaying the first Dead Space, which I never actually finished, and I played it a really long time ago. So all of the scares are new. I forget where literally all of the scary things happen. So it's it's nice not knowing when something's going to pop up. So that's great. Um, I'm playing it on PC, so you know. It's been kind of a weird, rough time. Mm. Literally the first five minutes, I had to do this weird fix where I couldn't walk through a door. So I had to restart the game with V-Sync on, go through the whole section of the game just so I can get through a door, and then turn V-Sync off. Because V-Sync basically halves my frame rate, and apparently there's a lot of scripting-related stuff in the code that is tied to frame rate, for God knows what reason. So, yeah. That was really weird. <laughs> um, also, the physics are entirely screwed up. They are they are entirely just comedic. It's kind of yeah. It's hilarious. Like like if you're in a zero gravity section, there's one. There are people who just like you know starfish position and just spinning around. <laughs> it is it is hilarious to watch. Uh, but other than that, I think it's. I think it's really, really good. It's actually better than I remember it being. I think it speaks a lot to how well the the sound design is and how well the visual design is that you can have a horror shooter that gives you I'm playing on the medium difficulty, like the the regular difficulty. Um, and it's a game that gives you like a good amount of resources. Like I've never felt like I was running out of ammo going into combat, but it's still really scary. And I think that speaks to how well its presentation is, that it can still scare you even though you have a lot of resources at your disposal. Like, I have a lot of stuff just in storage of, like, spare ammunition and, and like, health packs and stuff like that, but it's still scary because <laughs> the presentation is so top-notch. And even though it's a game that came out in 2008, I think, 2008, it the lighting looks gorgeous and the, the visual design is really, really strong. I was really surprised by, like, how good the character models still looked you know, this many years later. Um, yeah, that's been really, really fun as well. Um, and then basically I've been playing the exact same game. It's called Dreamscaper. <laughs> that was a joke. Very different kind of game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard of Dreamscaper before. Yeah, you it's and I talked about now, it a few days ago. But that, that's the right, first right. I've really heard much about it. It's It's starting to gain some attention now that it's had its official release, but it's been in early access for about a year, I think. Um, a little over a year. I remember seeing it about two years ago, I think, in like a not released in early access yet, but it was advertised. So it's been a little right. while. Right. It's one of those games that like st it, it was it's kind of like uh, when uh, Deep Rock Galactic was coming up. People were like, why is no one talking about this game? And that's where it gains a lot of its popularity because people are asking that question. But it's another narrative driven roguelike, which after Hades, I discovered it was is my thing i guess <laughs> um but this one's really interesting you play as a um plays a young girl named cassidy who moves to a new town and she doesn't know anyone and she is like very kind of socially cut off from everyone 
And um, as you talk to people and you and you uh, sort of develop these relationships with other people in the town, it has direct effects on the roguelike gameplay. So when you fall asleep, you basically go into memories from your from when you were uh, a kid and you can walk over to specific parts of a map and like uh, reminisce on like, oh, this was the family car named Ruby and it like broke down constantly, but it's gotten us through so many different, uh, you know, car rides and stuff like that. And what's interesting is that these two uh, parts of the of the game interact really, really well with each other. So if you develop a your your um you know friendship with this one character might increase your your strength or your speed in the roguelike section but if you can collect certain uh if you can collect like courage and certain other things in the roguelike section it'll allow you to be able to uh speak to new npcs which will then give you new rewards in the um you know in the roguelike section so these two like seemingly very separate things actually work really really well together and they did such a good job of taking like the idea of of daydreaming and dreaming and stuff and kind of applying it to the roguelike setting so instead of you know oh this is uh you know this is the new weapon i'm picking up you're picking up what's called an idea which is something that you sketched out while you're in the cafe it's like oh i have this cool idea for you know punching gloves that like causes fire damage or whatever you have to go into the cafe while you're awake and kind of sketch it out and then you'll find it in the dream world in the the roguelike section it's super interesting it's got this really cool art style the music's really beautiful um people are saying it's it's like the next hades which i can't agree with because i don't think the gameplay is like Quite anywhere as tight. near as polished no like there there there's very few games that has as much polish as Hades. Does. I mean, Hades, Hades is, is like is polished like, to a, a like pearl shine. It's playing Hades is blinding. It is so <laughs> highly polished that it blinds you while you play. It's ridiculous. So it's not quite there, uh, but I think like combat wise and and rogue like you know mechanics wise, I think it's really really solid. And I just love this this idea that you know the, these sort of like. Um, romance relationship sort of real world sections and how the and how that like connects with the uh the dream world roguelike sections and how well those two work together narratively and gameplay wise it's it's really really clever and i really really have been enjoying it i do gotta ask wyatt what is the progression like for that game is it like hades where you have meta progression there is some meta progression yeah there's meta progression in the sense that like depending on who you talk to it will increase your your various stats and stuff like that those are like Um, permanent upgrades that persist across multiple runs yes i i haven't unlocked everything 100 percent yet because i kind of just started playing so i can't 100 percent accurately answer that question but i know there is like more meta progression like permanent meta progression than in like a typical roguelike it's very much how hades does it okay Yeah, that's always something I like is, is having a bit of that permanent, maybe not power boost, but more options at least and stuff you have access to as it goes it, on. Yeah, and I know that some some people kind of prefer everything reset, which I totally get. For me, it's like I feel like I'm working towards something. Like even if it's just a narrative that you're kind of working towards as you're uh, replaying your runs, but having that permanent, having some sort of permanent like progression, I think is is important for me to be able to like keep me playing. But no, it's really cool. It's on sale right now. If it sounds like something you're into, uh, not for too much longer. Um, it runs really, really well on Switch, which is the platform I've been playing it on. Uh, yeah. All right. Now, Brett, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? 
Uh, well, we're both going to go next because I'm going to rope you into this one because oh, we're the only great. ones that have played it. Because oh. um, I have been playing other things. Uh, a few of the uh, the other Game Pass Shadow Drop things that just like randomly appeared that were like indies in the last few days. But the the main thing that I've been playing for the last few days uh, is that every every chance that I've gotten, every time that they have the the multiplayer open, uh, I've I've finally yes. got my hands on the Halo Infinite technical test, and I have I have thoughts, I have I have things, I have gears churning in my brain. As do I after um, this I last like playing more of it this time. I feel like the yeah. kid in high school that like was the one person in your class that didn't get invited to like the awesome party. Why you had every so, opportunity. <laughs> you did. No, 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 no. I I I went through the whole process. You just did I it too late. An email or anything. Well, you I did thought it too I, late. In my defense, I thought I had set that up a long time ago. Apparently, I didn't. <laughs> I thought I did. So cuz they invited everyone who who put into it for the second week. So well, and then everyone who was on a console just got in. Like yeah. you didn't even have to do any setup at all, which is how I I, I played. So nice, whatever. But, but what's but, your yeah. thoughts, Brett? Immediate thoughts. I think my my immediate thoughts is that I I started playing and I was having a mostly pretty good time, and then. There was like a midpoint where I got really frustrated and then I started to understand some things. And then ever since that point, from from that point on, I've, it's just kind of just been like a like a like a one degree decline of enjoyment from maybe like 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 65 percent total enjoyment factor. There wasn't really anything that like blew me away. Like, oh, my God, this is awesome. It didn't make me really happy that like, oh, this just. 343 found the secret they just they just made a halo game again instead of trying to do something just wildly different they just made a game that feels like a halo game again and added some little extra bells and whistles and that feels good that part feels good yep but yeah i I think overall the the weapons overall are cool there are like maybe one or two that are probably the least usable shooter weapons I've I've ever had the displeasure of even looking that at in in like which two, which two were game. they for you? Because I have two that I also could not use, but it's not because they're bad, just because I didn't know how to use. For for me, because I I went through I I tried to get three stars in all the levels of all the uh um the shooting range things in mm. between getting into matches and stuff. And for me, the the absolute worst thing ever is the pulse carbine. I don't understand yep. how that got into the game. It it doesn't do anything, and it's weird because like like in the, in the first level of the the shooting range thing, when all the the guys are just standing still, it takes two bursts to kill someone. And it's like, wow, this is really cool. And the, the, the bullets are tracking. This is great. This is fine. And then the second that someone moves, none of them hit at all. <laughs> there's, there's no way to aim any of the plasma shots so that they hit at all. And then in practice, when people are like shooting back and jumping around and running all over the place, it, just don't pick it up. It's, it's, it's useless. Dude, it I, I just want them to replace it. Swap that gun out for the, uh, the plasma or the, the, the like Covenant Carbine. From the older games it's that the launched carbine. needle. <laughs> Give me the needle carbine. I want that oh, thing. Do they not have yeah. the carbine? Wait, is the carbine No, still? they don't. It's <gasps> That's not, my favorite yeah. weapon. Oh! It's gone. That we know of. It's gone. I think we have heard that not all the weapons are in these tests. Yes. 
So we're yeah. not 100% positive, but I have not seen a handful of weapons that I would expect. Like yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, a lot of the color Mo- weapons are different or, yeah. or not there. That's the main thing. And then a lot of the UNSC weapons are kind of just updated versions. And like, there's certain mm-hmm. weapons that I feel like the, the the battle rifle feels less useful this time around because they have the it other does. rifles that feel a lot better to use. Mm-hmm. So, also, I, I I found I found it a lot. It's e- it's either rare or impossible to get like that. It's like sometimes you'd get that lucky, uh, just like perfect, um, three shots on on a guy where like like just the one last bullet from the last burst would get through the shields to to get yeah. you just like a free headshot. Like oh, you landed all your shots perfectly. That never happened to me once. So I I think it's just like they 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 cemented it into just getting like a forward shot perfect kill which yeah, is a it lot does feel like, more like a mid-range weapon now than it yeah. did like the long-range <clears throat> sniping battle rifle mm-hmm. which is probably how it should be yeah because there's um, other options for longer range that feel better yeah the pistol feels I, dinky. a I little know, dinky i think it's how it looks i don't think it's anything to do with like how it handles but it does it looks so small mm-hmm. in the hands of your your Spartan that I just look at it and I'm like, wow, this is, this doesn't feel great. A regular is it a regular pistol, and then you are the size of that's, Master Chief. That's the thing is that they always they've always talked about it in like the books and like the extended content that it's like, oh, an, an assault rifle in, in the hands of a Marine is like a normal rifle, but in the hands of a seven foot tall Spartan, it looked small or something. And then you have like Halo One where like the pistol is just like the entire right side of your screen is just a chrome wall. <laughs> yeah, it's of just like a massive. Metal. It's, oh. <laughs> I, I like that better because then they just give you like a normal Glock and you just have your giant Master Chief hand just like gripping this this tiny <laughs> little like toy water pistol. You can, only hold it, you can only hold it with two fingers. Exactly. It's like a little uh, <laughs> the, the Calibri from Battlefield 1. Yeah. It's Glock Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were the uh, what were the is 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 there another culprit of of stinky guns for you? Ryan? Yeah. So the Pulse Carbine is the worst one. I also had a lot of trouble with uh, just the usability of the pistol too. Felt weird, and then mm. it's just this handful of weapons that that feel like in their intended ranges they do worse than the standard like heavy assault rifle. Or um, I think that's the main one is that the heavy assault rifle just yeah. feels so consistent compared to every other option you have that like yeah. It didn't feel great to pick up, especially when I picked up again, like the heat wave, I think it was called. I had fun with that for a little bit and didn't realize it was in a big team battle map and it was only useful if I very specifically managed to hit someone directly in front of me like three times and then they yeah. would die. It, it yeah. just kind of felt like a lot of the weapons that feel like they should be a little bit more fitting into their niche and doing a really excelling in that niche didn't quite excel over mm-hmm. some of the base weapons that you get. And it's also like, the, some of the weapons have like cool side features, and I never found any of them to be useful. Like the the one that like switches yeah. the the choke on the shotgun. It's yeah, you, you can two shot someone if you're holding it like this, and all the bullets hit. Why would you ever do it this way? Like just aim aim yep. good because the 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 gun that has the chance to arc electricity <laughs> between people is like you need to be the most accurate you ever have been in your entire life to hit shots with it. And the, the, the skewer or whatever, that's just the big rocket launcher sniper thing that just fires a 
the, the the piece of rebar basically you if if you're even like a pixel off of the of the person that you're shooting at it's not going to hit and then you have to sit through like a 20 year reload time see that's funny because uh, those the rebar launcher type rifles are some of my favorite weapons in games because when you nail a like puncture someone to a wall gun oh it feels yeah. so good but it, that one oh yeah i i have not gotten to use it in a way that felt fun yet yeah so Maybe it'll be good against vehicles or something because I haven't really tried it against vehicles. It is. But... It is. If you yeah. if you hit the the middle of a warthog with it, it just blows it up in one shot. Right, that's pretty full health to nothing. It's yeah. it's really stupid. <laughs> I I do have a question. This was something yes. that was talked about in like the technical alpha a lot. How much did the like AI voices annoy you guys if they had it in this flight at all? I was, I was, I wasn't annoyed. I was disappointed. Because I, 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 you could, you could definitely have like a lot of conversation about how like the voices don't fit or whatever. I thought it was really funny how sometimes my my guy would have like a really weird southern drawl, and it just feels weird <laughs> to have someone in a Halo game say, "Oh, I, yeah. I, I picked up the assault rifle." It's just it feels like a, <laughs> it feels like a joke. I do wish but, they had some that weren't comedic because it feels like all yes. four of them right now are comedy. Yeah, and and also there's there there's this thing that. I, I, and why why it's Jaws about to hit the floor? <laughs> There's this thing that Halo Five did that I really appreciated because their their AI um and then this is more on like the, like the Spartan AI like the other actual Spartans um they would have like callouts because mm-hmm. it's it's twenty whatever it's Halo it's not COD no one's playing with a headset on. So no one's communicating, and it's not like a game where you need that anyway. But it was nice to have a, an in-game built-in way for if no one's got a headset on, someone's like, "Oh, uh, uh, enemy at mid or whatever." And it's it's not like like super crazy contextual, like oh, the guy at the columns with the rocket launcher or whatever. It was just like just having like those pro league style callouts where it's just like mid, top, bottom, whatever. Those were super helpful. Halo Infinite has none of that, and instead it's just filled with like picked up the assault rifle or like rocket launcher spotted or my favorite enemy over there it's yeah. like dude come on like you are it, it doesn't really matter if the game is good at the end of the day you are a first party microsoft company making the mainline halo game for the console you have infinite time and infinite money just yeah. just pay your voice actors to make the lines for all the different things <laughs> because it would it just adds so much and it it feels it weirdest specifically in this game because for for a while on I was on like like a super like awful downward curve where I was just not winning any game and I just kept getting captured the flag and losing because I was sitting back on defense and everyone else was like fiddle farting around the rest of the the one big circle map with the 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 hog on it and I'm just sitting here like why like it it's not hard just the big the big red symbol is what you go to get and the blue one is the one that you protect Come on, people. And then I played one game where people were communicating and, and we won it like it was nothing. And it was like, I, if only there was some sort of in-between that yeah. 343 could have implemented that they did already once before. But, but well, it, it, it got even more... Like, the, 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 the battle <laughs> lines... Skipping over fiddle farting. <laughs> the, 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 the battle chatter in 5 got, like, it, it got really specific, too, where, where like, if a character was near a weapon pad, like say the rocket launcher, like, oh, 15 seconds to rocket launcher and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. legitimately yep. super helpful information. 
Yeah. Like way more in depth than like a lot of other. That was another thing I really noticed. It's really hard to tell, at least from what I was seeing, when a weapon is coming up and whatnot. Yes. (laughs) I didn't see any, any visual indicator or anything that would give a hint to as like, because you can find the spawn points around the map and then go up to them and be like, okay, there should be a shotgun here or a, a sniper rifle here. And then just not know how, when it's going to respawn. So yeah, that, that they, also they do have that. little, they have little countdown things on them, but they're like, I had the same problem where I just had, I had multiple games where I'd be so confused because like, dude, doesn't the rocket, like the rockets respawn like every two or five minutes or whatever. How is this? Like, I haven't gotten a single like. No one said, "Oh, the rockets are back up," or like, "The rockets are on the screen." I, and I just got like kept getting killed by the same guy that just I guess was there the millisecond that they came back up. It just picked them up every single time, and just kept getting my whole team over and over again. And there was no like, there was no way for anyone else to know when they were coming up, basically, which isn't a problem in like past games. But now you have a game that has rocket launcher symbol in the part of the map where it is with a countdown on it. Why is it there? Yeah. I also got to ask, this is such a small thing that they added in 5 that I absolutely love. In 5, if you're in a vehicle with multiple seats and it's just you in it, you can hit yes. the A button. Yes. Did yes. they keep it? Yes. Yes. Of course they did. Yeah, the A button. Fantastic. Oh, uh, you switch seats. Yeah. Like so like if you're driving yeah. a hog all by yourself, you can like drive it to where you want it, hit A, and then you automatically just swap seats. Cool. Yep. And it's that's cool. Better. It doesn't just teleport you. Your guy like actually like climbs into the back and there's this whole animation. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. I do have a, my one major complaint with this uh beta this time is that they defaulted everyone to open mic. So oh, dear God. Brett, oh, I don't know what your experience God. was. Oh, dear God. But I had like the first four I didn't know that. Oh, the first four matches in a row. So I don't have a problem because I I like have a mute switch on my mic. So my yeah. mic is off almost all the time. No one's gonna hear anything coming from me. Oh, dear but God. you will never see. I was super confused because I thought the game's audio was broken. Because it sounded like mm-hmm. it was playing like twice. And then I figured out for like, my first like four matches I played yesterday. I had team members who just had their had, probably didn't know it was on open mic and were playing on speakers, and all of the game audio yep. was being pumped back in twice. Oh <laughs> yep. no! And it was always, so bad. Every other match, you get that one asshole that doesn't understand that his mic is picking up every single sound. Yeah, know, his every lip smack. <laughs> it was just eating chips or, or something, and you're just like, and hey, it's come like, on. dude, like. I, there's a little symbol that tells you if if your bike is going off or not. That is there for a reason, my guy. <laughs> I, I mean, had, I, I will blame have... part of it on them for have, for don't ever default yeah. to open mic. <laughs> it, it shouldn't never be. It shouldn't be like that. What? I. Yeah, I can... <laughs> yeah, you should still. You should still, in an ideal world, have have the intelligence. You know the the the. <laughs> The double digit IQ to check. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like I I had, I had one. Like you guys, you guys think that I, I'm, I'm a whiny hiney who complains when they play games. Like this guy that I had, this rando, like just, it just, just puts me to shame. My God, he was like every single. Oh my God, this game. And his voice was like that too. This game freaking sucks. Like how how does that kill you one shot? It doesn't make any sense. And just every single time he would stop talking, someone just, just, what? Shut up, dude. Just shut up. There's just two guys arguing great, for a whole great team battle. The, it's hilarious. It's great seeing all the Xbox seven-year-olds grown up and they haven't changed one. <laughs> Brett, they haven't changed one bit. 
Brett, that's insane. You were playing with a celebrity. You matched with Cartman from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an honor to play him. I, so, Brett, were you playing on PC or console Cartman. this time around? On on Xbox One S. So not, it was a little choppy, but on console, yeah. Yeah, so I did have... So last time, I said I didn't have any performance issues last time. And that, that's true. Last time, I didn't have any major issues, aside from the like weird occasional bug of it like sticking on aiming mm-hmm. and whatnot. This time, my performance was like 10 to 15 frames less constantly. And I, so what I think it is, is last time I just used the default settings in a video. This time I went in and customized some stuff. And, but even playing on the, the like default settings, it wasn't that great. Um, and then when I, as soon as I started bumping things up a little bit in the game, I want to stress this game doesn't look that good, right? Like, yeah. It, it looks good. It doesn't look it's that pretty. good. It doesn't yeah. look like anything that a computer with a 2070 in it shouldn't be able to handle. So it was, especially because I turned the internal resolution down to like 1080p, which I tend to do just to make sure I get higher frames. But here mm. I was getting like 45 frames a lot of the time. It just felt weird and choppy compared mm. to last time. And I wonder if it's the big team battle maps. I wonder, yeah. If, it, if it's something to do with how they're loading files. Because it's uh, I mean that that map in particular is very like like visually it's very like just pretty looking like they got like some really nice nature yeah. aesthetics in there and I I wonder if it's also like just something to do with just the fact that there's it's it's yeah it's got to be a big team thing because there's like more players on it and everything there's more players yeah. playing in general because I was noticing like some just the, the servers are are just kind of dog water because what I did and do at I, one point is I I went and turned every setting to low. And like went in in this game it, on low, this game looks worse than most of the MCC games <laughs> by yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a decent margin, and it was performing way worse. And I still don't. Oh, I, I want to know what is going on there because weird. they don't as have good a lot of time left. <laughs> it looked about as good as it did from that build from January. Mm. <laughs> when, on low, yeah, it, that looks pretty on yeah. par. And it was just like it was running so poorly for what it should be running like. That's so, yeah. weird. I I'm, yeah. I, I want to see that ironed out, but that's my only real complaint. Yeah. Well, they released a they released a, a demo or beta or whatever they they released a flight uh, well before the launch, so they actually have time to fix. Some yes, of things. that is that is the hope. There are some things, however, that I think I I don't know. They might be a little bit a little bit dipping their toes into the yeah. realm of of unsavability. Because I don't know how you feel about the the big team battle, uh, Ryan, but I thought the map that they had was pretty subpar. Yeah, if you ended up playing if, a full game on it. So the map I mostly played on was the one that it feels a lot like I think Valhalla from three, to where you have the jump pads everywhere, and yeah, that, that's the one I wound up playing that's, on the yeah. most. And hey, that's the only one they had for big team. Okay, that, so yeah, that makes yeah. sense then. It just felt very plain to me and like there wasn't a lot going on and it also felt like there was nothing visually interesting in the map to where exactly my big thing with the halo 3 maps is all the halo 3 maps have a visual identity if you've got like the desert base you've got the snow like you area that has all these crazy fights in it and this map felt flow wise most like that snow map from halo 3 except it didn't have yeah yeah avalanche yeah yeah avalanche with the the ice 
the the two like Hoff style bases in the wall that you need to go around the big curve mm-hmm. to get to and capture the flag and everything. That's what this mostly felt like, except it just didn't have any of the visual flair. It didn't have an identity. It, it, yeah. it just kind of felt like a, a multiplayer map in a way that most Halo maps don't yeah. feel that way. Because so. if if it was Halo Three, like you know that this that that wouldn't be a rock. That would be like a crashed Pelican, yeah, or like a Phantom or something, or like some cool like foreigner thing. But it's like you have two really nice looking bases that are across from each other, and then like forty five really nice looking rocks, and they're really nice looking, but they all look exactly <laughs> they are just the rocks. same. They are just rocks, and they're of varying heights and sizes, but a rock is a rock. <laughs> and it also has the issue of, like, just the entire map is just green. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's I'm, it's, I'm it's at... really pretty, probably, to, like, go through in, mayhaps, a part of the campaign section of the world as a smaller part to a bigger area that has the same aesthetic. I don't know, yeah. I might just be grasping at straws for something that's not <laughs> true there. But as a multiplayer map, it was, like, the two bases, and then no matter what the game mode was, it was just walk, 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 walk. Everyone's killing each other in the very middle, and there's yep. no engagements. I, I did not have any fights in that game that were not in the same. That were not in that spot, in that like yeah. middle circle, in that one little rock by one of the bases. That all of the mm-hmm. fights I had took place in those like three areas, and it made it boring, which sucked. So, so I'm looking at gameplay of this map that you're talking about right now, yeah. And what it looks like is that it's like okay. We have our setting for the map, and that's it. We're not going to yep. put in any cool, like... Yeah. Because uh, only you, you've got, like, a it. setting and then some spice you sprinkle on top. This time, exactly, it was missing the yeah. spice. Like, like what you were saying with, like, Valhalla has the crashed pelican. And I remember yep. uh, in the description of the map for Halo 3, it talks about, like, oh, a, a, like a small group of marines were holed up here for a while because they yeah. had the pelican there. Yep. Hence the crashed pelican. Yes. It's I just little details little like that, that they have. I really hope are, are still going to be here. Yeah. Because it is totally possible this is just one of the maps that I'm not going to like as much. But, yeah. I, I, I do I still... The main worry I have for them is that even with this multiplayer being free, I think most people that have an Xbox One or any interest in the Xbox ecosystem have Master Chief Collection if they're interested mm-hmm. in Halo. And I really want to know how they're planning to pull people away from Master Chief Collection to Infinite. Because mm-hmm. I think the major thing with it being free and free-to-play is that they're they're probably going to have some weird monetization in there. And my reaction to that is going to be, well, if it's got weird monetization that I don't like, I'm just going to go play the regular Halo game. It, it depends yeah. on how on how closely it sticks to what they did in, in MCC, right? Yep. Like... Mm-hmm. If it's if it's like a very similar like super relaxed you know uh, system where it really feels like there's no pressure whatsoever, then you know I I don't think there's going to be an issue with that. But you know I, I don't think MCC does, it doesn't have microtransactions like nope. the credit no. or whatever it is exactly. So but that's the why color it's purple, Wyatt. Because <laughs> that's what purple. that's what worries me is like we have all this cool armor customization and AI customization. I'm just so worried that they're going to yeah. go crazy with monetization and that's going to kill my desire to play the game. Cause like, yep. I want to like Halo infinite. That's the, the main thing is I want to like this game, but I am so concerned and not necessarily the fault of three, four, three though. They did try some scummy stuff in the past with the ward boxes and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> <laughs> just the gaming industry oh. at large is guilty of a lot of things recently of, of handling these systems poorly. 
And so I really hope continue to try to do that as underhandedly as possible until they sneak by and it becomes commonplace and they already has what could happen. I think like, like when I think about how bad it could get my perfect, like my, my go-to example is what happened to modern warfare 2019. Yep. Like the amount of insane cosmetics that they added over time like I'm trying to think there's like over a hundred different like specialized assault rifles that you can get from like yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That are all either stuff that you have to really like grind your ass for or stuff that you just pay for it with real money. And like we have to pay for it either way if you're grinding. I'm not gonna be alive in the game long enough to admire the look of the rifle. Why would I pay for it to look different? Oh, I know. Well the, the other TGK thing too, is such that I get killed in one frame. I can't appreciate it. And the other thing that they might do too is that a game that's very that leans into its cosmetics a lot, again, like Modern Warfare, starts to add a lot of just stupid garbage that just looks mm-hmm. terrible and it's super gimmicky. And the last thing I want to see happen is to just have a halo game with a bunch of just dumb looking armor you yeah you'll be uh, you'll be sad to know that one of the prototype armors that's already been uh confirmed to be real is just a big snowman head oh. it, it's not even like like a like a technological like, snow snowman with, head it's just a snowman head and, and that kind of dumb and, yeah with a top hat and that kind of dumb crap works in certain games. Like, like if you want to have your really stupid gimmicky like seasonal stuff in something like overwatch totally fine with that because it's very like it's cartoony. cartoony character game it's, yeah but not for halo like like make actual armor sets that like a spartan yeah. would wear and not stupid crap like you can have it inspired by things like the like the roman helmet thing that they were showing off looks really cool you know Same classic is like the the high stuff from halo 3 yeah. all looks really cool but like when you really get crazy with it with games like halo and call of duty it just like it's garish and it's just like yeah it it gets hard to look at. <laughs> it just gets it, it, it feels weird. And I I wonder I wonder if this is just like us like being being old farts having played <laughs> the Halo franchise for most of our gaming lives because I, I've I've seen a lot of people uh in in like the posts that were talking about the snowman uh helmet and stuff like specifically like defending it and just saying like oh they're just this is this is it it's just fun just like let the let it be fun if people want to wear it let them wear it or whatever and it's like. I, I guess I guess that's what the the gamer sphere might be like now, but I don't I don't like that very much, and I don't like I, I I don't like how there's enough evidence for for me to doubt that you know my grind to get the really cool helmet at like rank like 120 or whatever that I have to spend like 120 thousand credits on to have the the flaming master chief helmet or something. I don't like how that's looking. Like I can't do that. Because I have to buy the battle pass, or I have to do it specifically during an event that's going to need me to pay money, or I can't make I can't make my guy just be purple because the the purple camo hasn't come out yet. The only camo that's purple is the one that's purple that has the the head like yellow or something because there's no individual color customization. It's just one paint scheme that you slap on your guy, and they look nice. But if I'm looking for something specific. Every other game in the entire franchise has just let me just pick it for free with like three button presses. And now it's yeah. not like that. And it's worse. And it's making me worried that that is like that because you're going to have to buy the color purple. And what, what makes armor it customization better than that? What makes it feel like legitimately hard for me is that 
you have the whole situation in the other Halo games where you can really customize your character in these little ways, but make them unique to you. And when you have shaders and whatnot that apply to the entire character and determine what colors are what, and everyone's got access to the same stuff, and like there isn't that reward system of you, you get that. Like I remember the recon helmet in Halo Reach was exactly. such a goal I was bring to that go out for, right? And it was so cool when you finally got it. And that was a thing that was so much fun, and it felt like you had done made done something really cool when you got it, right? I don't think that that sense mm-hmm. is going to be here because no. they're going to yeah. nickel and dime you for it. Yeah. And so then and it's going to feel like if... I paid them five dollars, so I got my thing instead of exactly. I did really so well impressive. in multiplayer matches and got this cool thing. Yeah, and because and all even all like the battle pass stuff is going to be designed such that like oh you could reach rank twenty of the battle pass within a reasonable amount of time so that anyone can do it so everyone gets the rank twenty shoulder armor. There's I there's there's no sign of there being a thing of like yeah beat the beat the I open world campaign on legendary if you can still have a legendary mode yeah. in an open world campaign Which and we then don't know get if it the is special open helmet. World, to be clear we, oh, it we know it's larger said, levels yeah. we don't know if it's larger open levels world. but not like i thought a, they said it was open world for sure they said it focuses on open spaces but we still don't know what that means Okay, uh, we which, we know which, so me, little about the single player, which to me translates as what Halo One was, which or Combat Evolves was, which was a lot of like yeah. that second mission where you're where you're collecting all these guys on like the Warthog and we'll stuff see. Like, that. like if it's something <laughs> like that, anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> it's, it's and the thing yeah. is too, I'm also just gonna immediately dismiss its cosmetics. So who cares? The thing is, if they're monetizing cosmetics, they know it's important to a lot of people. Otherwise, they yeah. don't monetize it to begin with. Yeah, just throwing that out there. <laughs> if that yeah. argument is still going to be there, like if they're monetizing it, they know it's important. End of story. <laughs> to a lot of people, so yep. the, they're willing the to thing... jeopardize their fan base. Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. the The thing that, that I will end my tirade on as as more of a more of a positive suggestion to to people that are either you know playing the last like what like two and a half hours of the <laughs> the the final day here or haven't played it yet and are are waiting to play it when the game comes out uh there is there is no there's nothing that 343 can tell you to to make uh, a a 21 or younger year old male gamer boy want to do the training mode before they just jump right into multiplayer but by god do the training mode because sometimes mm-hmm. you know after, after like three hours of just dumping your assault rifle into someone and having it not kill them and just being enraged and confused go to the training mode and you will find out that you really do have to just do short controlled bursts this time they, they, it's not just a thing in a loading screen that's just like oh okay, it doesn't actually matter it actually matters now do the weapon training because otherwise you will not know how to use any of the guns of the game yeah all right. So, Brett, anything else you, you, you played that you want to talk about that isn't Halo? Um, I played uh, like an hour and a half of a game that was on Game Pass called Astria Ascending ah. that looked visually very cool. And I was I, 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 I wished listed on Steam like a while ago and it was a surprise that it was on Game Pass because I was like, oh, I want to get it, but I don't know if I want to dump like 30 bucks on it. Uh, and I'm glad that it was on Game Pass because uh, I I would have been very upset if I if I paid thirty dollars for it. I haven't it. heard many good things about this game. Uh, no, it's the thing is, is, is that shame. it is 
It's stunningly beautiful. It's great. What kind of game is it? What, what, what kind it's, of game are we talking about? It's a JRPG. So, um, oh. but it's Aww. it's it's a it's a different one in that the like the overworld, the non-combat sections are like a like a two D platformer. Um, so it's like the uh, the the VanillaWare games, yeah. um, like Dragon, Odin Sphere, Leaf Thrasir, and Dragon Yeah. yeah. Um, and it has the same art style too. Where like, if you're not a fan of the, you know, very voluptuous, detailed, muscular anime babe, then you're probably not going to like it very much. But it's not as it's bad also as very pretty. I do, it's not as bad as because I'm the person I love vanillaware games. Dragon's Crown is one that I, I cannot bring myself to play that for very long because it is distractingly weird. Dragon's Crown oh. is just stupid. <laughs> Dragon's Crown is is distractingly muscular to the point where I just go, okay. I need to like play some. These don't look like I can't. cool off for a second. <laughs> yeah, like 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 their their entire just. It's like watching nothing but Brock Lesnar. Stirred by muscle. <laughs> <laughs> entire organs in their body have been replaced by pecs. It's, yeah. yeah, but 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 it's interesting. You say they don't even look like humans because like half more than half the party of the, of the eight party members that you have are not humans and they're like cool like fantasy creatures that are all very unique and colorful looking and so they they start you with all eight and you're, you're you have to solve a problem with them immediately and i'm sitting here going okay this is they're starting me with all eight to get the to get the ropes so you know at some point everyone's gonna like die or separate or something or there'll be a flashback and then they'll, they'll then they'll, they'll they'll tone it back like okay you got the taste of all the things you could do now you, now you get set back at the beginning, and then you get to earn all the characters and earn all the abilities and things, so you can learn how to play the game. No. You just get eight characters that all have uh, their own two-sided ability trees and the implication that there are three more two-sided ability trees for each of those <laughs> eight characters and they all have like a huge spell list and there's a huge item list that doesn't have like any way to filter it or anything and there's just so many just like menus and numbers and stats and like uh, and no explanation uh, of any of it no explanation i'm just sitting here like this is so pretty why am I looking at numbers the whole time? <laughs> and why but can't I just play the game? Numbers. <laughs> I, I, the font, man. Oh my god, so crisp. That's so crisp. And I, 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 I just dropped it, so the, I, I don't know. The anti-aliasing method is just... Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That's, that's, it's definitely going to be a game that I'm going to I'm gonna go to Pinterest at some point. I'm going to save a lot of concept art for it, for, you know, reference or whatever, and then I'm never going to play it again. Because, exactly. Great, great fantastic, <laughs> fantastic Final Fantasy fan art mood board material. But in terms oh, no. of being an actual game, it was very, very disappointing, unfortunately. All right. So so I got, I got two games that I've mostly been playing this week, aside from Halo Infinite's Flight that I've been playing as well. Quite a lot of. I have been... been so a little game came out last week called Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah! You're hearing really good yeah. things about it. This yeah, game's really good. <laughs> yeah! I've heard good things about it. That is bizarre. It was, it was fantastically bizarre. fun watching you play that. Yeah, so I've, I've been playing a lot of that, and it is really good the difficulty is great it, it's too difficult for kids <laughs> that's the only major thing is like easy difficulty too easy medium difficulty is like hard difficulty in other racing games you, so you they need they need a step between those two in some way right? yeah <laughs> like I, I've played a lot of racing games and that means I can reliably beat medium 
I can't reliably beat hard, uh, and <laughs> easy is way That's too easy. Ryan, what you're saying is on hard, you can't beat that. Yeah, but they do need they need a, a medium difficulty because like no kid playing this game is going to be able to to beat medium easily at the start. So they they need they need like a uh, a, a beginner difficulty <laughs> instead of easy or something. But uh, I got to the track designs are really really fun. Um, they're all these crazy. They're they're like real Hot Wheels tracks that are then spliced with crazy imaginative things like magnetic walls that make you ride along them. Cool. But the thing, the fun thing with those is you can like dislodge yourself from the wall if you hit something hard enough and bounce to where you fall back onto the ground. So there are bits where you have to like run off of a magnetic track and then flip your car around in the air so that you gravity takes you back landing right way what? on a regular track. <laughs> what? It's so much fun. Awesome. <laughs> And you have, like, a crazy amount of air control to where you can, like, if you're in the air, you can basically make your car fly in whatever direction you want and, like, rotate it really easily. So you have tons of air control to find shortcuts and whatnot. What I cannot wait for, this game has an incredible track builder that is basically just the tools that devs use. So I cannot wait to see what community people come up with. My only major complaint right now, the game does not have an easy track browser. So I can browse community tracks in... The quick race bit. If I go to to like time trial and go look, I can pull up community tracks and like download them. But there's no sorting. There's nothing like that. There's no like or dislike thing. So I see like one or two really good tracks and then like thirty test first track like <laughs> things that people have uploaded for no reason to the cloud. And it's just like these you're, awful you're gonna tracks. have some. You're gonna have some tracks that are Mario Maker quality difficulty. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where, like, they do make you complete a track when you put it out on the slowest vehicle in the game, so that everyone, oh. they make sure that it is possible to complete with any car that you have. That's good. Um, Like Mario Maker, which is nice, but it does mean that, like, there are tons of tracks that are just, like, one tiny loop, or mm-hmm. they have ones that are, like, 30 loops midair with, <laughs> you'd have to do some crazy thing where you don't even touch the pedal or something to get through it, and it's just... Stuff like that, I really would like a way to sort through based on like tags or they need to add more to that where you can like tag your track as certain things. You can tag the environment your tracks in, do things like, okay, if you like this track after you play it, you can give it like an upvote or a like so that it's shown to more people. So that way tracks get filtered out. And then you have like an exploratory thing where you can, what I would love is just a mode on the main menu that's like quick play of community tracks. And just like does the Mario Maker thing where it downloads community tracks for you to try out. So you can then try them and like rate them to see if other players should play them. I would love that. But they, they don't have that yet. Uh, they do have some really fun cars. I think Alex saw the uh, Stegosaurus car. There's a toast yeah, car. The toaster. There's the toaster. I, I got a hamburger car a little while ago. There, there's the, the classic just skull and spine one. Yeah, there's a skull and spine one. There's tons is of really it, good ones. Is it accurate to call this the Lego game? Or the Lego movie of video games. Just something that's clearly just a, a, a licensed property that has no right being as good as Kind it is. of. I mean, the nice thing is Milestone, the developers, have worked on a lot of racing games in the past. They make a lot of, but they're almost all motorcycle racing games. So they do, like, oh, exclusively the, they do the Monster Energy game. They do the Ride oh, motorcycle no. wait, racing wait, series. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Back yeah, up. Monster Energy Go Supercross is, has a long-running franchise, <laughs> but it's a Supercross game, so it's it's like sports games for motorcycles. 
Hold on. It's like going back to MX versus ATV. And most of them aren't great, but there, there's a few that are really good. I have uh, to look up now. Yeah, Monster Energy Supercross. It's a real thing. There's a bunch of them. But they release like a couple of games a year that are all motorcycle-centric, just with different themes. So you have your Supercross, you got your Ride, which is the like track motorcycle racing, all sorts of fun stuff. And this is their first car game in a while. So... It's pretty out of their wheelhouse, but it came out really well. It's got one of the best senses of speed that I've seen in a racing game in a long time to where you can look at it and be like, wow, I'm going fast, which is crazy because it's like a micro machines. Your your car is tiny. So I think it's really, really. You are absolutely zooming. Yeah, you're zooming. It's great. And it also a lot of the tracks will play into the environments. So you have things like a basement or a garage or a skate park and you have to like drive along the actual physical bits where like the track will cut out and you have to go down the half pipe and then turn into the track at, at the bottom of it. So there's tons of cool stuff where like there's bits where you go through the air ducts. Or or the part in the was it was it a basement or some it was someplace where you could get lodged in the cushions of a couch. Yeah, so if you're in the basement and you, <laughs> there was a bit where I had to run along the couch, but I I accidentally flipped my car and then got stuck in the cushions of the couch by like flipping it directly so I was on my like top and then stuck in between the in between the cushions and I had to reset it. So there's stuff like that where you have to watch out for just how the tracks are built, which is fun. Um and they've also said they're going to have expansions coming out. One of them is a Batman-themed one, so we'll get some Batman-themed like environments Ooh, and Hot Wheels cool. cars, which will be great. Hence my, my Lego wheels. movie comparison. Yeah, there is a TMNT imagine, car in the game. So <laughs> can you imagine a stuff. Hot Wheels track in the Bat Cave? Yeah, I, we're oh, gonna get it. Sick. It's gonna happen. <laughs> so old, old Damian Wayne just just messing around with Hot Wheels cars and his daddy's. Yep. Uh... <laughs> but it's one of the most Bat just like cave. fun racing games I've played in a while. There's a lot of racing games that don't understand how to be fun. This game knows how to be fun. Which is really mm -hmm. nice, especially seeing like Cruise and Blast came out a little while ago, and that's also the same way. Uh, but yeah, it's a great game. Moving on to, it's also not full price. That's always nice. My yeah, next major game that I've been playing, a little game called Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> Banana oh, based. Mania. Based. With, with <laughs> I feel character. like every time, Ryan, I feel like every time you say the two words Super Monkey Ball, it always ends that's with you That's three laughing. words, Wyatt. That's three words. <laughs> three words. <laughs> Is, wait, isn't, wait, monkey wait, wait. Ball, isn't, isn't Monkey I feel Ball? Like, I feel like Monkey Ball. Word? I feel like Monkey Ball is hyphenated. In, in the official title? No. So it's technically it's one word. Whatever. No. Three words. I feel like every time you say those three words, you just always end up laughing. It's like it's like the punchline to a joke every single time. Yeah, well, it's Super it's Monkey super Ball. Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> Look, there is. The Super Monkey Ball lore is incredible. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Because they are like born inside I'm, okay, these I'm airtight drawing, shells. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm drawing the line Exploited at Super by Monkey Dole. Ball lore, okay? <laughs> it's crazy. But the yeah, I, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, Mania, really good. Is very fun. So are, are they canon in the Yakuza franchise now? That the, that these I mean, Super Monkey Ball is canon in Yakuza because Yakuza has tons of Sega games that you can play. And I'm sure there's like a Super Monkey Ball advertisement in one of the games somewhere. But you can roll around as Kazuma Kiryu <laughs> inside of a yes. ball, which is great. There's also, you can play a Game Gear inside of a ball, a Dreamcast in a ball, uh, tons of fun oh. side characters. There's a... Jet Set Radio's main character, I think it's Beat, is in the game. Oh, cool. So there's tons of side characters that you can unlock. This game is, like, it's really good. There are legitimate complaints about it to where they changed how 
the physics of the game work a little bit to be more approachable for newcomers. But it also means that some like old speedrun strats and whatnot don't work, and they feel uh-huh. a little bit. Uh-huh. Basically, the way the games used to work is that you're whenever you move the level, it would always follow exactly where your thumbstick is going. So it's like one to one. If you snap the thumbstick to the side, that level is like snapping very quickly to the side uh-huh. to launch you. Yeah. Whereas now it follows a curve instead of directly correlating, which makes it easier mm-hmm. to do precise like small movements. And a lot harder to do the like really really direct one to one flips and changes. So it's. it's I wonder different. if they can have like a like an option to switch between those controls, like an Ace Combat. You I think the, the the main way that it, they know it's different is this is completely remade. It's not the same engine. It's now in mm-hmm. Unity. It's they had to remake the game. So I don't think swapping it is necessarily something they can do. Damn. But. You know, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm sure this game is going to get some post-launch support because it is uh, made by Ryuga Gotoku, Gotoku Studios, the devs of Yakuza. Because <laughs> if people didn't know, the uh, Nagoshi who created the Yakuza franchise also created the Super Monkey Ball franchise. Yes. yes. They it's the all same coming man. together. It all comes together. Hey, it makes a lot of sense Excuse me, you have if to you say really it think about it. You have to say that correctly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Banana Mania is absolutely like if you've never played a monkey ball game, play Banana Mania because you're gonna have a fun time. It's it gets ludicrously difficult, but there's a lot of functions in this game now that make it less ludicrously difficult. You don't have the live system, so you can always replay a level as many times you as you say, want. Would you say that it gets a little bananas? It does get a little bananas. It gets a lot bananas. It's oh, also yeah. got oh yeah. <laughs> unironically, Banana Mania has one of the best soundtracks of this year. <laughs> Banana Mania's music is incredible. <laughs> it's bonkers good. The yeah. pure amount of contempt coming from Brett's face through my through my uh, monitor he, right now is he, is uh. Even though it was your f- pun, I'm feeding off of the energy. Wyatt, it really seems like you need to go play some some monkey baseball right now and just relax playing monkey baseball because that's a mini game you can play. Dude, dude I'm playing Dead Space. That's the most relaxing game ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, I swear to God, every time I'm my, playing it, my posture is this the whole time. Just... My week of just playing weird racing style games. And Diablo. Diablo Diablo 2 is still going, but that's Diablo 2. It's always going to be good. So Diablo is a racing style game if you play it bad enough. Or if you play it speedy. There are races in Diablo. That is a legit thing. Oh. You race to see like who's the first to do a thing. Basically, speedrunning. Oh, okay. That is a very common ARPG thing: is is races. So that's that's been a lot of fun. And I've all, Stranger of Paradise demo came out. That was pretty entertaining. But that also kickstarted my love again for Neo. So I've restarted playing Neo too. And Brett, I will tell you how to love this game at some point. I'll, okay. I'll show you how to enjoy it. But I'm open to it. It is some. Sometimes that game is bonkers fun. Sometimes it's very frustrating. But when it's bonkers fun, it's bonkers yeah. fun. If I, I had... do want to mention, uh, I, I had said this when I was playing yeah. the um, the uh, Strangers in Paradise demo. The entire look of the game is very like Xbox 360. Like no anti-aliasing to speak of. Very like. I mean, that game is like seven palette. months from coming out. It's a ways off. I know. I know. That. I know. I'm just saying. Like I, right. I, it's like it's like I was slingshot back to a. To a simpler time. 
It also doesn't run super well. That's the other thing. It, no, it's, it runs inconsistently. The fact that it looks the way that it does and runs it and has constant frame rate dips on a PS5 is kind of unacceptable. <laughs> Again, well, this game is early. So. This is way earlier in development than Halo Infinite well, is right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 unacceptable if that is the state at release. Of, at they, they got not like be. seven, eight months until It may then. not be. It may not be. And I want to specify that, like, Neo 2 looks great and runs really well on the base PS4. So they know how to optimize games. And I was told, too, that this... uh, I don't know the developer's name off the top of my head, but they they improved a lot since the first demo that they had. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I understand, which which is always good to see. But I got to get back to the Neo 2 story, Wyatt, that you've you've stolen from my grasp to talk about Stranger of Paradise. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's a weapon in that game called the Switchglaive. Which has three forms. You got your yes. guillotine form, where you swing it around in like a guillotine, and it's just a fast attacking weapon that you can like. You have a finisher animation where you shove someone's head in the middle and then crunch it together. It's great. Uh, oh. There's the spear like glaive form where you twirl it around a lot, and then you've got the scythe form. And the scythe form has some of the best like unlockable abilities in the game because that's the heavy hitting form. But there's an ability I just got which allows me to throw the scythe down, impale someone on the end, and then flip myself into the air and go behind them. It's so so much fun. Oh, Sounds like the developers have been watching Ruby. Yeah, and but only <laughs> took the good things from it, which there are like three of. And I'm assuming it has better animations. Mm. That's a, that's a high bar to clear. Ooh. <laughs> Look, I would say first season of Ruby had better animation. Than the rest, not so much. Oh yeah, but for sure. Monty was a, a good man. All right. With that, I think we've success- successfully hit the end of the show, which means it's time to do shout-outs. Alex? Yes. Wait. Before my shout-out... Yeah? Obligatory. Asmund Gold? Oh, gotta get one in. Gotta get one Asmund in. Gold. Gotta, gotta Thank Asmund you. Gold, for, for good luck, I gotta say uh, New Gold. World Controversy? Yeah, yeah. There we yep. go. Yep. New World Controversy. <laughs> New World Controversy? <laughs> New World Controversy. Okay, Alex, what are your shout uh, <laughs> Now that the shills uh, are out of the way. Um, my my shout-outs are two things. That, that's one th- one thing together that, that just makes my, my salad enjoyable again. Um, while I was in Massachusetts, <laughs> while I was in Massachusetts, uh, we, we visited uh, my, my favorite, like, shopping plaza outdoor space mashby commons i went to a uh, an a i don't know what to, i'll just call it call it an olive oil store and nope. we got we got a God, i believe it was a persian lime olive oil with a honey and ginger balsamic vinaigrette nice and it's fantastic that's, that's pretty, pretty good lime. it's pretty spicy olive oil there <laughs> So with the olive oil, it tastes more like the zest of a lime than the the inside. Nice. You, you get you get the 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 oils that you would get. The from, essence from the of skin. lime. Essence. <laughs> All right. Who who's got something next? Oh, I do. Um, shout out to the Netflix show uh, Midnight Mass. I haven't finished it yet, but I've been uh, watching it, and it's by my favorite horror director. Mike Flanagan, and it's very, very, very good. Very good. 
uh, he he's it's the same director as uh, Haunting of Hill House and Blind Manor. If anyone has seen those, also very 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 good. So go watch it because tis the season. It is. It mm-hmm. is. All right, scary skeletons. You're gonna bring um, us bring us home with an incredible shout out. My shout out is gonna be a shameless plug uh, for anyone that has the the time to go through a a, a very long multi endinged thirty thousand word visual novel to go to uh, the the itch.io page for Moths to a Flame. It'll be in the uh, I, in the description of the thing, so just go click oh, it. Thank there. you. Um, <laughs> we have that yeah, capability. I, I, <laughs> I, I did the all the art for it, and uh, some of my friends did all the other things, and uh, so yeah, just give give it a play if you want. Uh, all the all the the comments that we've been getting on it, uh, everyone has been reacting very uh, very like crazily too. So all of your praise will be appreciated. And all of your negative comments will be cried over as they should be. <laughs> yep. All right. Now I got to give a very special shout out to this one. I, I don't know if I've shown this controller yet on stream, but yes, I got the wild blue controller. Okay. This thing, I didn't know what could do this, but apparently my computer can connect to Xbox series X controllers without a cable. I didn't know that was oh. possible. So I can now have a wireless controller for my computer, which is pretty great. The power of Bluetooth. It's the power of Bluetooth, but see, the weird thing with Xbox One controllers is you needed like a cable that would, or not a cable, but you needed like a dongle to a Bluetooth adapter for some computers. And my computer couldn't mm-hmm. connect to them wirelessly. So I, I didn't think it would work with this, but it works with this and that's pretty great. All right. With that, it's officially time to end the show. As always, Tuesdays, 7 a.m. Eastern. Find the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Yada, yada, yada. We did it. It's over. (laughs) That was the most half hearted plug. Well, because it's not not over yet. The outro is still playing. So, (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That was was great. You'll be out.